Today is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2012, and today we are talking with Jen Myers. How are you doing, Jen? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Good, doing pretty well. Um, so, uh, before we get jump into the interview part, I have to ask you, uh, you might be aware that we uh, do a little thing on the podcast here where we, where we, um, we let our guests select the intro music, which for our listeners is playing right now. What, uh, what would you like to play for them? Well, I have no idea yet. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, that's all right. Uh, that part. <laughs> okay. Well, I can either ping you later, or if you think of something while we're talking, we can uh, we can uh, mention that, and I'll I'll get it in. And anyway, so okay. people are listening to something, and I'll 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 get some idea from you later. Uh, okay. Just to warn you, I'm gonna ask you the same question at the end, so maybe you can think okay. of something between now and then. Okay. All right. Great. So um, so you're you're a designer here at Relevance, um, and uh. I wanted to talk to you for a, a bunch of reasons, um, uh, not least of which is that you and I have had a chance to work together a couple times now, and it's been it's been a great experience. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the very first time, I believe, was while you were interviewing. Yes, that's right. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So we have. I don't know. I don't know if people know, but uh, at Relevance, we got a pretty intensive interview process. I mean, there's a bunch of stages, but the last stage is. Um, generally, that people will come out and uh, spend a whole day with us. Uh, in your case, I believe you were remote. Um, but actually, no, I was in Durham for that. Oh, you did. Okay. Well, I was remote, I so I can't you. tell the yeah. difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but you spend like a whole, you spent a whole day and, uh, we spent, I don't know, it was at least an hour, maybe two hours, mm-hmm. uh, working on, uh, a, a little game that I have been, uh, picking away at called Artifact. Um, and I got to play the, and it wasn't, didn't require any acting on my part. I got to play the sort of, you know, clueless client who doesn't quite know what they want. They just know they want it to look better. Oh, I think I lost you. Oh. Uh, that's okay. You still there? I can still hear you. Okay. I didn't hear you for a little while. Sorry. You like cut off and then I didn't hear anything. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. What's the last thing I said? Um, you're in the middle of describing the game. Oh, right. So as I, uh, all right, well, let's edit all this out or maybe not. Maybe our listeners will get to hear me babble about okay. connectivity problems. Um, so we, we had a chance to play where well, I, I got to play and there was very little acting required on my part, the sort of clueless client who didn't quite know what they wanted. They just know that the, the UI, the user experience wasn't quite what they wanted, we wanted it to be. And, um, of course that you were very helpful and ultimately we hired you. So obviously we liked you very much. Um, the other thing, and then at some point I will let you talk. Uh, the other thing that we worked on was, uh, closure script one, where you had a big hand in shaping the, um, uh, the website and the other uh, visual aspects of that of that product. So, very cool that you get we're getting a chance to talk to you uh, today. Yeah. Um, so I, I I have a question for you that uh, <laughs> you know I was looking around a little bit before you know checking out your your Twitter profile and uh oh no that's okay I, you didn't <laughs> say anything at all embarrassing so but I do notice your um your Twitter handle is anti heroin. Yes. Which is interesting. Can you I wonder if you could explain that for us. 
Yeah, um, well, it's a play off of, you know, the literary idea of an anti-hero, which, you know, like a central figure that is kind of the hero, but doesn't have traditional heroic qualities. And mm-hmm. um, I just like the idea of like an like anti-heroine making it a feminine form. And I'm also like, my name is Jen Myers. So even though I was a pretty early op- adopter of Twitter, it was already taken. <laughs> so, you know, my, my options and, you know, every, every possible like logical permutation of my name is taken. And I'm used to that because I have a pretty common name. So um, I just went for something that was completely uncommon and, uh, I didn't, you know, realize that Twitter was going to be such a huge part of my life and identity. Um, I, and I don't regret it. I'm totally okay with it. But it's really kind of funny that um, I think when I started Twitter, I mean, it's been over five years ago, and I didn't quite get it at first. I was one of those people that didn't quite understand it. I didn't think it was going to be such a big um, part of my life. And now it is kind of my identity. Like people call me by my Twitter ha- name in person, like when they meet me the first time. Or <laughs> I actually, I, I was at Code Mash in January and um, met somebody in person that I knew on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, I'm Jen Myers. And there's this blank look. And I'm like, oh, I'm anti-heroin. And then you know the light goes on. They're like, oh, okay, I know who you are now. So um, so it sticks in people's minds, which is you know usually a good thing. Absolutely. I mean, you've obviously done well with it. I mean, I, I can tell you have a pretty, pretty good um, Twitter following. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about. <laughs> well, uh, you know, if you're lucky, I, I, one of the other things I noticed from your, your Twitter uh, uh your tweets lately is uh, you appear to be a big IKEA fan. Maybe they'll maybe they'll send you something. Yeah, yeah, not yet. I'm working on that. All right, okay, great. Plan. Uh, well, one thing I, I wanted to talk to you about was uh, you are involved with uh, Girl Develop at Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I had not been aware of that previously. I have two daughters um, that I uh, would love to teach programming to at some point. The oldest one is seven, so uh, mm-hmm. I haven't started with that yet, but. Um, this sounds like the sort of thing that might be the kind of thing I will need to be aware of at some point in the near future. Yeah, uh, possibly. Um, I hear that from, I know a lot of fathers who have daughters who who talk about that and I've talked to about it. So um, yeah, and actually Girl Develop It um, is a program that was started in New York a little over a year ago, actually maybe about a year and a half, two years ago at this point by um, a couple women that I know. Um, And basically they just wanted to teach classes on programming and, you know, related fields that um, made it, were targeted towards women, but also in general, just kind of try to provide a real low pressure, non-intimidating environment to learn some of these things that, you know, occasionally have a cultural association of being a little bit intimidating or hard to get a hold of sometimes. Um, And that's something that I've been interested in for a very long time, having had kind of way back in the day, I studied computer science because I wanted to crack into this field at being like kind of more of an artsy chick. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, it, it was with mixed success. I ran into some, some cultural uh, problems in the education that just, I don't know, I didn't feel like um, there were a lot of educational avenues for people coming in at, from a different perspective um, or with different skill sets and, or, you know, just something that made it a little bit more easier and fun to, um, to learn what's, you know, things like programming, which is, typically not a very it's a it's a difficult thing it really is and, th- and that's okay but I think like the idea of being able to bring in beginners and making it a little bit um friendlier for people to learn and especially there does seem to be a lot of um you know just been there's gender issues there's I've heard stories from a lot of women who are used to being the only woman in the room in their jobs or in the classroom and um it's just kind of a drag sometimes and so mm-hmm. 
it's not, there's a lot of women who like the idea of being able to um, mentor other women coming in to learn these topics and hopefully pass that on to um, younger women and girls growing up. Um, and that's where all this came out of. And so I started a chapter of this program in Columbus, Ohio, where I live. And um, we've just focusing on it. I mean, I'm still learning a lot and still putting a lot of things together, but we just focus on offering classes. We do introductory programming. I teach the introductory HTML CSS class. Um, we're just getting ready. Next week, we're going to be doing our first JavaScript class, which is exciting. Mm. Um, but yeah, right now, we're f our classes are mostly for adults just because we don't have a ton of resources at the moment. Um, but we do have both women and men. There's men who take our classes, too, that um, are really kind of attracted by the fact that we're deliberately very open, very fee uh, feedback-oriented, very communication-oriented, very much oriented to um, making people feel comfortable and excited about learning and not making them feel dumb because they don't understand a concept right away or things like that. Um, not that anybody does that deliberately, but I think sometimes it tends to happen in, in this field a bit. So. Um, yeah, so a lot of people are really kind of into that, and I'm hoping in the very near future to expand into doing, doing some more family-oriented workshops, and um, I have somebody locally who's actually teaching my JavaScript class who is the same deal, has two daughters, and is thinking about um, what, teaching a workshop or doing a talk on how to pair um, with your daughter to learn programming, because that's what he does with his, and I'm like, I love that idea. That's exactly the type of thing that we're into, so hopefully we're going to be doing more of that in the near future. That's great. I, I I definitely have thought about you know how I would teach my daughters, but uh, I'm not sure I'd ever, even though I pair program a lot, being at relevance, I'd never know if I'd ever really thought about the idea of pairing with my daughter. And of course, it makes perfect sense. What better way to learn? Right. Um. So you, I, I noticed you said you were you're resource constrained. Uh. What is there? Are there ways that people could help out with that? Um. I think it's something that we're just working as we're evolving. Um. This is something that I kind of just started because I wanted to. <laughs> um, and so finding space, finding equipment, that type of thing um, is a little bit of a challenge. Um, I, I, we're, we're working the main um, girl developer as a whole. Like I said, I have a chapter. Um, there's actually chapters in um, Philadelphia and Austin and Ottawa at the moment, including the, the New York one. So we're kind of growing into a larger organization. And I think that we're working to become an actual nonprofit. So that may help mitigate some of that stuff. Um, mostly what I'm interested in locally, if there's anybody who's local or local to those other chapters, mostly we just need, uh, teachers and teaching assistants and people who know their stuff and are really, um, interested and passionate about, um, communicating it to beginners and getting people excited about what we're doing and building the things that we type we do. So, um, it's just slowly building up all of the stuff that we need to be, you know, a real big organization, I think is the key. Mm. Now, your classes are all in-person stuff. Somebody showed you're in the same physical room as your students. Yes, although I have experimented in the past and want to do more in the future with the virtual classes. Mm. Um, but we haven't figured that one out yet. So. <laughs> sure. Um, okay, well, that's cool. I, uh, and by the way, when you say local, you're located in Columbus. That's right, yes. Okay, good. People should know that. Um, so, you know, you, you talked a bit about uh, teaching an HTML class, um, and, and even though your job title at Relevance is designer, I mean, you have a, you know, you, ha you obviously have a, a, a development background as well. And we've talked a little bit about on the podcast about, you know, the, the, the sort of fact that job titles aren't 
aren't boxes, right? And, and the right. extent we cross over that. What's what's been your experience there? You know, coming in as a designer into a company that uh, has a majority of people who consider themselves software developers and, and, and working in a design capacity? It's been perfect for me personally. I mean, I still have a, a ton of stuff to learn and there definitely was a learning curve coming in, especially with different tool sets. And um, I, I mean, like, yeah, I, I've come from a kind of a coding background more so. I don't have a formal design education actually. Um, so I've always kind of occupied this middle ground. And uh, like I said, as much as I still have to learn, I feel much more comfortable being in that middle ground and being able to to work closely with developers. I, I really like that, and it really works well for me. So it's a really exciting opportunity. I kind of feel like I spent most of my career um, stuck in one camp or another that didn't quite fit me. I was either, like, I've worked as a purely front-end developer sometimes, which is nice, but then I don't get to do any of the more design-oriented things. And then I've worked in some places purely in a design capacity, and I didn't get to touch, you know, even HTML or things like that, which is very strange to me. So I really love the fact that I found a place where it's good to be in that middle ground and do these things. And I'm learning more and more about um, development that I never learned before either, which is fantastic. So what are the things that we're doing at Relevance that make that middle ground easier to occupy or that let you occupy that middle ground? I think, I don't know if there's anything that's, you know, kind of explicit that people are doing deliberately, but I think the culture is just, there's so many, you know, really smart people who are really passionate about what they do. And when I come in with a genuine desire to learn about that and connect it to what I do design-wise or, you know, improve it with design skills, they're very open to that um, and very, very encouraging, very welcoming to fitting design into the process of what they're doing to build better stuff. And in the process of doing that, they don't have a problem with um, bringing me up to speed on any development things that I need to be brought up to speed with and things like that. So all in all, it's just like this kind of nice circle of, of learning and teaching, I feel. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Always, as yeah. you know, at Relevance, we're always looking to find out what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. So I thought I'd ask you that question. Yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the fact that we have a lot of passionate people, and uh, I, I'm, I'm sure that does not exclude you. Um, you know, I, I kind of have this thing where I'm, I'm always obsessed with something. Or almost always. When I'm not, I actually kind of feel the lack. Right, um, right now, I've got a couple completely insane ideas that I won't bore you with. But um, <laughs> what what are you obsessed with right now? What's kind of occupying your brain when you're, you know, uh, driving to pick up your kid or whatever? Oh man, I feel like I've got so much right now that I haven't even been able to focus it really well. <laughs> um, actually, I feel like ever since coming into relevance, I've really been kind of just have this long, this long list of all these things that I want to learn and get better at. Um, so I haven't really had one single thing, I think. I think actually what I'm obsessed with right now is, is figuring out how to focus my list down <laughs> on, on one thing other than another because there's been so many different ideas going on. I would say that one of the things that I'm thinking of a little bit more is um, some of these issues of, of education and things that I do um, – I'm very interested to see how, how we do that here in, at Relevance, and like I'm, I'm picking out those threads of how I see people are doing it, maybe unconsciously already, and that's a very interesting thing to me, and I'm not really sure exactly how that's going to shape up, but it's something I'm paying attention to and um, seeing if I can't make that into a project or something in the meantime. So, yeah, unfortunately at the moment I don't really have any specific projects going on other than the things I'm doing for Girl Develop It. It's mostly I've just been doing a ton of learning in the past few months, and I feel I'm at a place now where I'm going to sift through some of that and 
uh, figure out what's what I really want to make into it project-wise and go from there. So what have you been spending your Fridays on? I have been doing a lot of different learning. Um, I have been doing some Girl Develop It stuff, which Relevance is very, very supportive of Girl Develop It, which mm -hmm. I really appreciate that, and that's been really great. Um, they're sponsoring a space and been interested in the things that I do for classes and made a new website for them and things like that. Um, other than that, I've been trying to really work on... I was talking earlier about how I'm kind of a designer who's in this middle ground and that's really cool and that's kind of a strength in itself to be in that middle ground but that also means that I have these things on the far ends that I want to level up on and be better at and I have both ends I feel right now where I want to get stronger in, in programming skills and I also want to get stronger in just my pure artistic skills because I've been in that middle ground for so long that I feel that I need to um, give a little bit of love to, to the other sides and especially being with the designers here at Relevance, um, I know you talked to Michael and then our other uh, designer, Kevin, are both really amazing artists. And they're very inspiring to me on that. Well, that's something that I have been doing. I've been buried a little bit more, more on the code side that I haven't done as much as straight out artistic creative work in the you know very recent past. So they've really inspired me to get back to doing a lot of that and working on more illustration and things like that, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and then to balance it out, I have been working a little bit more and just in um, brushing up on some of the programming stuff, which again, I haven't been too deep into that in a long time. So um, it's kind of an, an interesting, they're, they're kind of opposites, but they complement each other really well. And it kind of, they both feed into what I'm doing in this little ground area. So it kind of works out. So I know what I would do if I wanted to get better at a particular technical task. Um, I know how to tackle that. But I'm wondering if you say you're trying to level up your your artistic skills, what, how does how does one go about doing that? You know, it's surprisingly similar. It's uh, you know this kind of just keep keep at it, keep doing it. So you know, I'm actually just making sure that I do a little bit of sketching every day. Um, the same time, I, I I actually did the same thing where I, I feel like I try to do a little bit of like reading or coding on the on the programming side every day if even it's just a few minutes to kind of make sure that I'm not um, totally out of the loop but uh, just do something even if it isn't all that good or you don't even you know quite get you have this idea in mind and you don't quite reach it it doesn't matter as long as you're keep keeping at it and keep producing something um, it just kind of helps build up all that practice and eventually it gets easier and easier hmm. okay well what uh on the technical side, then, what have you been? You said you've been learning a bunch of stuff. What, yeah. what are you digging into right now? I mean, are you? Uh, what's the like? Say, what's the last technical book you read? Oh man, um, <laughs> I've been digging into a lot of online resources. So yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, I was gonna say book. What's that? <laughs> yeah. um, I've been trying to focus um, a lot on JavaScript right now. Mm -hmm. um, that's something coming from the front end side. I'm used to using JavaScript um, mostly in a front end capacity, but those are that's not the limits of it at all and um, so I'm trying to dig a little bit deeper into that um, and focusing a lot of that and then I have been doing some more just uh, front-end or designery oriented things with um, I think I was reading some let's see I think it was a responsive design stuff recently I think that's the last book that I was into was something on that what is that uh, I don't know responsive design is actually uh, just designing and coding for different device sizes and keeping all of that stuff in mind. Because gotcha. now that we have all those different devices floating around out there, so that when we design, we're not just designing for a typical desktop experience, but thinking about all the different ways people can consume this and keeping that in mind in design and how we actually uh, code that as well. 
Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and, and I also noticed that you had uh, you threw a tweet up at some point in the last few days that uh, <laughs> something along the lines of you know we're all we meaning designers presumably are all going to be uh, veterans of the CSS prefix war and I had no yeah. idea what you were talking about. <laughs> I should have explained that. Yeah. Um, there's and it's it's gonna it's a little difficult to explain. Uh, Google it and you'll be kind of um, shocked at how how violent it's getting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some people may realize that some of the new stuff that's coming out with that has been coming out with CSS3, some of the fancy animations and stuff that we can do where are really pretty but um, are not supported by all browsers and are, are supported differently by all browsers. Everything's at slightly different levels and that's kind of an old story for anybody who's done any kind of front-end development and you know like stuff that works in Firefox won't work in Internet Explorer and things like that. Um, and so one of the new things that has come very recently is this idea of in CSS you can add a browser prefix in, onto some of the, the properties to specify exactly which browser um, to make sure you're catching all of it. Because mm -hmm. if you don't add that, then the browser may not be able to read it correctly and things like that. And they might need a slightly different format, that type of thing. Um, and there's been a very big argument lately whether how much of this is kind of... Um, locking us into bad habits and um is it it, it doesn't it, there's just lots of stuff it's not scaling well things like that so, sure is it an excuse to just do whatever you want for the vendors etc exactly exactly it's it's nothing that's too uh, different from lots of other software stuff that goes on and it's happening and, and css finally i guess that means css has reached some sort of a you know legitimate milestone <laughs> in terms of any kind of language or coding language or anything like that but yeah yeah, yeah, that's definitely going on now, and it's a big debate. Okay, yeah, so I guess they've grown up to the point where they've got a full-scale nerd slap fest going on. Exactly, that's great. yeah. Right. Uh, cool. Um, oh, so so I know that uh, earlier today we were speaking, and uh, you know you were just talking about how things work differently in different browsers, and uh, and you mentioned that you uh, have been wrestling with IE7. Yes. Uh, which I'm sure is a you know a battle that everyone, even I've had to deal with that. Right, and I'm right. primarily not a front-end person. Um, <laughs> has that been has that been on your mind a lot lately? Uh, yeah, a little bit recently. That's been there, and yeah, it, it's it's frustrating. Sometimes you wish you could just say like, well, why do we need that? But you know, there are reasons that you need it. There's always that. Then it becomes an interesting um, problem solving exercise where you can't just say, oh, well, you know, we're not going to support it. You can't do that. The client needs it, or you know, what? There's other reasons that that come up, and you do need to find a way to support it, and. Um, it, it is interesting that I feel like I've also learned to, um, sometimes the problem solving isn't necessarily just technical. Sometimes it's, it's good to have conversations and see if there's another way to approach the problem in the first place. Mm. And that's something I've learned very recently about that. <laughs> okay. Um, and is, so is it getting better? Like, is this whole situation getting better? Oh yes, it's better. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, that's good to hear. <laughs> Maybe someday even I'll be, even I will be able to handle it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, I, I, I'd like to thank you for your time. I mean, I think we're, we're about ready to wrap up here. Uh, have you, have you, uh, have you given a chance, uh, uh given any thought to, uh, any music you'd like to hear on the way in or the way out here? Bad about that. I'll have, I'll think about it and send it to you. I'm sorry. It completely slipped my mind. Before. No, that's all right. That's all right. Very interesting conversation. Well, um, before we go, I also want to give you a chance if there's anything else you want to mention, anything that you're excited about or you want to mention or, or, or friends that you'd like to, uh, to, we can put links to the show notes, projects you're working on, anything that we haven't talked about. Feel free to, feel free to shout that out. Okay, yeah, I don't think anything I haven't mentioned. Um, I'll give you a link to uh, the Girl Develop It 
Columbus site that I have. Cool. And um, I think that's about it. I, I do have, I do, the other thing that I guess I didn't mention is I tend to do a lot of speaking engagements. So oh, yeah. um, I don't know exactly how that happened. I just like to talk and people will let me talk. And so I end up speaking at a lot of conferences. And um, I have a couple lined up and a couple more submissions in this year. So I would say just kind of to everybody, if, I'm at a conference and you see me, I, like I said, I like to talk to people. So come over and say hi and ask me questions and I will talk as long as you'll let me. <laughs> Great. Well, I, I don't know when we'll get this podcast up, uh, but um, if you have anything that you know for sure you're going to be speaking at, you can mention it and, and hopefully we'll get the show up before that happens. Okay. And I do have middle of March, I will be at uh, Code Palooza in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I think March 16th is when my talk is. Um, so I know that for sure. And then I'm not sure what else after that, but there should be some other stuff coming up. Okay, great. And I know that we've been making an attempt to, uh, to blog on the thinkrelevance.com website when people are speaking at, at various things. So people can keep an eye out there for, for keeping track of what you're up to. And of course you're on Twitter at anti-heroine, so they can, they can always find out there as well. Definitely. Uh, well, Jen, thanks a lot for coming on. I was I was really glad when uh, Chris uh, Redditor suggested that uh, I speak with you. I was like, yeah, that's a great idea because, you know, we'd worked together before. And uh, I know you've got your uh, a lot of things going on. Obviously, the, the Girl Develop at Columbus stuff is very, very interesting, very important work. And we're I was glad you get a chance to talk about that. But uh, maybe you can come back on uh, in a few months and we can find out. Uh, what you decided to focus on. Uh, you said you get a bunch of things going on right now, but we can find out what thing or things you picked and you can tell us what kind of progress you've made. That sounds perfect. I love okay. it. Awesome. All right, and we'll get some music in. People are hearing the mystery song right now on our way out. Uh, thank you again for coming on, and uh, uh, we'll uh, see everyone next time on Think Relevance, the podcast.